0: Hello, I'm Sarah Vine, and this is Sarah Vine's female half-hour from Mel Plus in association with Boots. Mm. I am joined this week and every week by my friend and co-host Imogen Edwards-Jones, who in fact has just been to Boots, she tells me. I yes. Totally accidentally and nothing to do with the sponsorship.
1: No, not at all. I went in because (laughs) obviously I had 10 minutes and it was too exciting. So I went
0: in and I got overwhelmed by uh, the eyelashes and had to leave. Same thing happened to me. I had half an hour and I went into H&M and I bought a cushion which I don't need Another bag, which oh, I don't need. Oh, excellent. A thing to put my computer in, which mm. I don't need. Mm. Anyway, I don't know. I seem to be doing a lot of free therapy, but it's been a tough week because my poor father is in very, hospital very in unwell. Italy, which is not a great place to be in hospital. I know.
1: So I think you're entitled to
0: buy a cushion. Yes. I mean, it's only an, an H&M cushion. Yes.
1: actually quite nice. It's not okay. a
0: Roche-Bobois cushion or anything like that. No, no, no. <laughs> It's a cheap cushion. Oh, well, you're right, though. <laughs> um... Not really. I think he's uh, he's in quite a bad way, right. and uh, and also he's quite a long way away as well. It's quite annoying.
1: It's very hard. I've yeah. done that myself.
0: I'm now in that full Gen X mm. thing where I'm I've got a sort of dissolute baby boomer father mm. who's basically not made any provision for his old age. Excellent. And uh, he didn't listen
1: to Candace Bushnell. He in the podcast then, No, though. no. Mm.
0: He's lived high on the hog all his life, mm. and now. I appear to be the hog. Um, <laughs> and and my daughter has gone off to university. So oh we're gonna goodness. talk about that later. So you
1: are what's known as the squeeze middle. Although sadly my middle seems to be expanding. My middle seems to be
0: expanding <laughs> the more squeezing. I squeezed I get. Yes. I know, drowning my sorrows in ice cream and cushions. Anyway, there yes. we go. That's life. Yes. Um but as I was saying
1: We did, by the way, what? Manage to do something quite interesting last week. Uh, the two of us. Uh, which is we went to see the Queen lying in state.
0: Oh, we did. We did,
1: and that was kind of I know, extraordinary, it was amazing, wasn't it? Mm, thank you for you wearing
0: heels, which I thought I, was very impressive. I
1: was wearing heels, yes. I thought, what? Well, no, yes,
0: it was amazing. It, it was,
1: was extraordinary, wasn't it? The hairs on my arm mm. went up. I also cried, if you remember, I know. and then did a terrible snotting incident, <laughs> which which I made no provision for whatsoever. And, and I, you didn't have a handkerchief, no? I didn't either. have a handkerchief,
0: no. and I also I got very cross with my son, who was also there, because his shoelaces <laughs> came undone. <laughs> And I just, for some reason, it just made me very angry. You're really cross. I've I was, never seen
1: anyone more cross so in my life. I cross knife. about his shoelaces being undone. I know. And what will, he will remember is the shoelaces yes. and not the majestic no. scene that we witnessed, which was like walking through a yeah. painting, I thought.
0: But it's been a really weird week because going to Italy to deal with my father and then the Queen and then the funeral and mm. then everything. I mean, it was an amazing funeral. Yeah, extraordinary. Uh, that lone piper. Yes. Really got me.
1: Yeah. And Uh, weirdly also, I thought the breaking of the wand. Yes. I know it sounded a bit Harry Potter. Yes. And also he
0: didn't really break it. He sort of unscrewed it because there was Mm. a special bit in the middle. It looked
1: like it was magnetic. (laughs) magnetic. I wanted it to snap (laughs) properly. But anyway, I thought that was kind of magical because it was very final and finite.
0: No, the whole thing was amazing. And just all those people who came um, totally unprompted, 30 deep. And also the sort of the soldiers, gosh... Mm, all mean, those lovely
1: handsome pallbearers
0: Yes, and all the sailors pulling the... Oh, yes That was extraordinary Yes, it was quite extraordinary And the pipes and the drums and everything And what a send-off mm. I mean, what an amazing send-off, yeah. actually And also that moment where literally the entire world was in Westminster Abbey Yes Apart from Putin, who's obviously sitting in his own little hole Shouting at everybody <laughs> Growing more insane <laughs> Growing more insane by the moment <laughs> yeah. Anyway, coming up on today's show a new university year has begun. In fact, that's what I did on Sunday. I was mm. taking Beatrice up to Manchester, which was quite interesting. Right. I um, bet. Yes, yeah, definitely out of comfort zone. Yes. I think. Yes. But lovely campus. Oh, really, really nice. Yeah, oh, lots good. of nice people. It was brilliant. because she was... bring a kettle and
1: do you see things like well, that? Well,
0: actually she didn't bring kettle, <laughs> she stole my espresso machine. Oh <laughs> that's Beatrice. She doesn't <laughs> drink tea, she just takes progress
1: <laughs> for you, isn't it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so she's she stole my espresso machine. No. And my air fryer.
1: What? Yes. Oh my goodness yeah, me! So, All ran to hers for a waffle uh, and espresso.
0: I, I, I know. <laughs> so she's got an espresso machine. She's got an air fryer. Mm, wow. She's got a mini fridge, but she's not supposed to have <gasps> one. So I'm. Um, so oh,
1: that's, sh- yes. Yes, she's got
0: a mini fridge. She's still her brother's mini fridge.
1: My goodness me! She's come fully prepared. She in, has. In my come day, fully it was a sleeping. Bag. I know.
0: Also, <laughs> in my day, you turned up and you were sharing a room with someone you never met, oh, and a toilet with about forty people. Yes. They have got very civilised accommodation. They have sort of like, I think there's about 10 people in a flat and they each have their, they all have their own suites. It's like
1: being at a health farm. It is,
0: it is. Her bedroom on campus in Manchester Mm. is nicer than her bedroom at home. Right. To be honest with you. Okay. Anyway. She's not coming home then. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we're going to be talking to psychologist Lucy Beresford about the effect that our children leaving home can have upon us. Quite a relaxing effect, I think, Uh, probably. (laughs) Sorry. Beatrice, I'm sorry. I know you listen to this.
1: I'm joking. Yes. Calming Don't cry
0: or ring me up. (laughs) Plus, the star of Strictly Come Dancing, Ola Jordan, joins us to discuss why so many women are leaving motherhood later and later in life and to discuss her journey to parenthood. While some parents look forward to getting their children out of the house, for others it can be a source of great sadness, Imogen, Mm. you'd be amazed to know. (laughs) Imogen's uh, got her children out of the house when they were about four, as far as yes, I remember. They've yes, they've been
1: at boarding school for a very long time. Um,
0: <laughs> with a new university year beginning, some parents will be experiencing the silence of an empty family home, perhaps for the first time. To discuss emptiness syndrome, psychologist and broadcaster Lucy Bereford joins us now from Westminster. Noda. Very glamorous.
2: Hi, Lucy. <laughs> well I don't know whether it is glamorous because we've basically got helicopters above me oh. the whole time
0: so <laughs> Sorry about no, that.
2: glamour it is not but I'm no. very um touched to be on your podcast thank you
0: so I dropped my daughter off at Manchester University on Sunday mm. which was quite I mean it was I think it was quite fun I quite enjoyed it I think mm. it was a bit sort of it is a real bit of a wrench.
1: It's a rite of passage, though. It is isn't a it? rite of
0: passage, yeah. yes. And then I've spent the next days since tidying her bedroom at home. Oh,
1: crikey. <laughs> is there wildlife? Did yeah. you find any wildlife? <laughs> yes, there? getting
0: out my <laughs> lawnmower and going through yeah. the endless growths of crispy pits yes. and yes. left Mushrooms. behind. Yes, exactly. <laughs> anyway, now I've now got it under control, so I'm feeling quite. Uh, and I'm now obviously using her room as a laundry. Of course, <laughs> yes. That's what it's for now, yes. But yes, I mean, it's really funny. I do quite miss her. Do you? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. It's quite weird. The house is very weird without her. Also, I've got my son left, so it's the energy. The energy's changed. Has it? Energy is mm-hmm. very different, and also there's a lot more <clears throat> testosterone. Yes, and deep-fried foods covered in batter. Oh, yes. That's generally, the, fridge
1: that's yes dif- the, fridge the fridge. Yes, the fridge is changing.
0: Yes, the landscape of the fridge it's is changing.
1: morphing into something else. Exactly. Interesting. Um,
0: so I'm early days yet, but I mean, I think the thing about children is you don't notice when they're there, you sort of take them for granted, don't mm. you? Well, I think that happens with
2: all sorts of relationships, mm. actually. We take all sorts of people for granted. And yeah. because it's quite an intense relationship, you actually do sometimes fantasize about that they that they might not be around that maybe they will go and have a sleepover with someone or they will go off and travel the world and leave you in peace and then they do go off and you're left feeling rather if not bereft then certainly perhaps a bit redundant Mm. yeah
1: is it a form of mourning though is there a sort of part of the Mm. symptoms of emptiness syndrome are they similar to a bereavement in any way
2: yes because it's an ending and you're now transitioning into a new phase of your life just Mm. as they're transitioning into a new phase of of their life and and to be fair the ultimate goal of us as a parent is is to raise children who can who can leave home with with new skills and with great confidence so that they can lead a you know an independent life but that doesn't stop the feeling of loss of the things mm. that you used to have or the mm. the relationship that you have because it will change mm. now, and your role in that relationship will change
1: I imagine if you don't work, I imagine that is a very yeah. big deal if that you've basically been a mother
0: most of the time yes, so I'm feeling quite grateful for my job at the moment because yes, it's you keeping are, me yeah. busy Do you
2: think yes that like kind st- of displacement activity that you spoke of earlier in terms of mm. you know tidying the room is a classic reaction to grief often to loss because Mm. loss creates this void and you're thinking okay well what am I now going to fill the void with and also Mm. what is my identity now so Mm. in addition to the stages of grief that that you Imogen were just sort of alluding to there Mm. this sense of yeah but who am I now if I'm not a mum if I'm not a Mm. parent because it can happen Mm. to you know to dads as well who am I Mm. and do I like who I will be forced to become that's mm. also another thing. And I think, Sarah, as you're pointing out in terms of your your job, it's like I have a career and that's great. That's part of me. And mm. I'm still going to throw myself into that. But what what am I if I don't, if I'm not running around picking up after my children? Mm.
0: Yes, but my daughter thinks when she's not there, I just sit on the sofa <laughs> and stand by like a sort of robot. Which that's I'm like being a therapist,
2: back. actually, when a client thinks that you just exist on the chair all yes. day, every day. <laughs> a cipher. And that, that's a really rebooted. important Again, that's really important because your children are basically saying to themselves, mummy will always be there. I Mm -hmm. I fantasize that she only exists on that chair. And whenever I need to go back to her, she will always be there. And Mm -hmm. even when they leave home, even now you've got this empty nest, somewhere Mm -hmm. in their psyche will be that belief that you will always Mm -hmm. be there for them.
0: Yes, I think that probably helps. Then, I mean, I don't think we're the only ones struggling. I mean, I think it's quite difficult for them as well, Mm -hmm. isn't it? It's always harder for the people left behind, so to speak, Mm. because
2: they're going off to college or university and they are literally tipping themselves into a whole new life with Mm. new friends, new tasks, new skills that they've got to get up to speed with, like budgeting or, you know, paying Mm. rent or whatever it might, cooking for the first time for themselves. They might never have done that before, although quite what they've been doing for the last 18 years, I'm not quite sure if that is the case. (laughs) But you are still in your life. You are still in your, in a a sense, your old life. And people in your situation have got to now work out how much of the old life do I bring into my new life and how much new stuff do I create? Because this is a moment of opportunity for the parents as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what do you advise parents who are feeling a bit sort of lost to do? Are there any sort of practical things they can adopt?
2: Oh, definitely, definitely. I think, well, self-care is the most important because... Whatever emotional stuff will be churned up for you will be much better dealt with if your self-care is, is kind of on track. So that mm. goes back to, you know, good sleeping, good eating, mm. maybe embracing yoga or meditation or, mm. or I don't know, whatever it might be. If you're in a couple, it's the perfect time to reassess what your relationship is like, whether intimacy has been neglected or whether you're oh now gosh, having, you know, awful. much more. gonna <laughs> <how> exciting. that. <laughs> No, you're definitely talking to the wrong person if you're saying that because I'm all for more people having more sex and, and better sex. Uh, uh, so God. definitely think about that. I'd definitely come back on your podcast and talk about that exclusively. Oh yes, you please, know, desires, you? Yeah. fantasies, yeah. libido levels, whatever. Yeah. Um, but listen, now that your child is off making new friends, this is your chance to do the same as well. So it's mm. about reevaluating your life. What are my goals? Where's my balance? Mm. Do I want to be in a new relationship? Am I do I now realise that with my my partner we've got nothing else in common and the kids are leaving home and we we ought to make a clean break of it or whatever mm. or do i yeah do i
0: does I that sign happen up a lot? For salsa? Yes, i'm
2: just thinking that. does that happen yeah. a lot do
0: people yes. often break up when their children leave home
2: yeah they do it Gosh. becomes a transition in more ways than one and it's probably something that could have easily happened 10 years previously mm but you often say as a, oh, we we, we must stay together for the children or Mm. no, actually, you know, I, I don't think I could, Parent on my own, I'd much rather have someone else doing it with me, Mm. and then the children go and you look around and you think, actually, but I don't really like you, or Mm. you clearly don't like me, or (laughs) "Or you don't desire me. It's a great big
1: void of silence.
2: (laughs) A little bit, but it doesn't have to be like that. I I don't want to make it sound like that. It's like that for everybody because other some people may sort of look at each other and think, now it's the time that we can get back to you know holding hands and and having a a rather sweet time of it. Um, Or you take up salsa classes and you find a new sense of purpose or you go traveling or you mm. take
0: up bird watching or become a cordon bleu cook the thing is though that they do now all come back <laughs> i know <laughs> that's the what's thing. so annoying in <laughs> our day we used to, we, you know we got chucked out and then that was that basically mm. no sorry we've we've, yes. we've sold your room yes uh, and you can't it's come back
1: being that one darling <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but now of course they all come back after university i mean i've got friends whose children are all coming back yes and it's but um, uh, their boyfriends yes, the, to live, and they're quite annoyed by it because they yes. exactly as Imogen said they've come back with their boyfriends or their girlfriends, and, and now they're, they're sort of operating a a sort of twenty four hour you know hostel a hostel, mm.
1: <laughs> a hostel of permanent cooking mm. with about sixteen breakfasts mm. going on
0: to go dietary requirements that's oh, the other special thing a <laughs> friend of mine I was at a friend of mine's the other day and she was cooking. Oh, no. we were having some supper and her son had uh, his girlfriend there and of course she's vegan vegan of course so yeah. she mm-hmm. was cooking I don't know some, some normal supper Not for us roast. and she and she had this oh it's just I mean
1: <laughs> I know and you can't even give them a cup of coffee with some milk in it (laughs) if they're properly vegan,
0: can you? (laughs) No, they look at you as though you were literally insane. Mm. Anyway, sorry, I didn't... That was a slight tangent. (laughs) Please. But in a way, that's how
2: life is going to evolve, Mm. because they may very well end up marrying people that you don't mm. like who are vegan mm. or who don't mm. take milk in their tea or whatever it is. And, I do like vegans. And that's I don't the have combination. With vegans. I just
0: don't, you know, I can't cook for them because I don't really understand it. Oh, no. is
2: that thing. why I've never been invited round to your house? <laughs> <laughs> are you a
1: vegan, Lucy?
0: Are you vegan, Lucy? That's exciting. No, no
2: funnily enough, not, I, well, no, I mean, technically I'm not, but I tend to eat that way myself Oh. More often than not. I'm, i mean, so I if I went to a house meat? for dinner and you no. cooked fish. Oh well I haven't eaten meat since I was fifteen, but no. um but I yeah, I'm quite fussy when it comes to food. Yeah.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: a vegan, as I, Boris Johnson used to say. A vegan. <laughs> a vegan.
0: <laughs> a red vegan. <laughs> yeah.
2: The problem is that because these little babies come into the world and we do everything for them. We mm. you know, feed them, wind them, change their nappy. It takes a long time, probably until they're 60, before mm. we can realize that actually they don't need us to do that. Yes. And that they are going to make life choices that we won't agree with and they will hook up mm. with people that we don't agree with. Mm. And we. this is almost the empty nest moment is that moment where you have to start remembering it's mm. their life now and you just need to get back to living your own life. And that can be quite tough.
0: Oh, there's the other problem which happens, which is, of course, then your parents have to come and live with you. Which oh, is what's going to happen crikey, to me. Yes. So you just, as, <laughs> just as you get rid of the children, then the other children turn up. Yes.
1: <laughs> you also wanting, well, they do want milk in their tea. They often. do want
0: milk in their tea, and they do need winding. <laughs> yes. They probably will at one point need their nappy changing.
1: Yes. Oh, Sarah, what a horrible image.
0: <laughs> Sorry. <Lucy. laughs>
2: the joys of getting older.
0: Oh, oh, the joys gosh. of being a midlife person. Yes. Yes. I don't know. Anyway, I hope that all of those listening who have children who have gone off to university, I hope it's all a success. Mm. Thank you, Lucy. Um, And we'll have you on again to talk about sex. I do love a chat about sex. Yes. Imogen and I get very middle class about sex, but (laughs) we'll have you on and you can scandalise us. Yes. (laughs) Thank you very much. That was wonderful. That was psychologist and broadcaster Lucy Beresford. From contraception to treating cystitis to menopausal changes, women's health is something you should keep an eye on. Boots offer an online doctor service which can help with that. You don't need an appointment, you can just head to the website and they'll give you advice and access to prescription treatment if that's appropriate for you. If you want more information, you can visit boots.com slash online doctor. Access to treatment is subject to an online consultation with a clinician to assess suitability, subject availability, charge supply. A new survey by the IVI fertility Clinic in London says that women are having children later on in life. Financial and career pressures as well as fears for the future are factors. Mm. We're joined now by star of Strictly Come Dancing, Ola Jordan, who celebrated the birth of her first child at the age of 37. She joins us now. Hi, Ola. Hello. Hello. <laughs> how old is the baby?
3: <gasps> she's two and a half now.
0: Oh, my goodness. Oh, how
3: sweet. What's yeah, her name? So She's a- Ella. She's a toddler now and she's crazy, oh. yes.
0: Mm, mm. fantastic Mm, congratulations (laughs)
3: congratulations
0: (laughs) i mean i don't think 37 is that late no
1: i had my baby last one at 42 just so you know ola
3: that's amazing that that, so there's still time for another one is there there is another one and
1: i did a lot of ivf as well so we you and i are in the same boat yes and i had my first one at 37 as well yeah so where did you do all your ivf and everything Mm.
3: In Kent, um, right. I tried for three years and it mm-hmm. wasn't happening. So then mm. we decided to go through IVF basically mm. right. um, as my clock was ticking. And it happened first time, which was great for me.
1: Wow. Um, obviously, that's, we were very, very lucky. Yes, yeah, that's very amazing. Lucky.
3: Yeah. You had about five rounds. Oh, I
1: had loads and loads and loads, yes. Yeah. I wrote a book about it a long time ago and I had to do a column about it. And the feedback I got from readers was quite mm. something. I think yes. it's one of the last sort of female taboos to talk about your inability yes. to have children and how difficult it is to conceive because you always yeah. think it's going to be easy and it isn't. You know, it's incredibly upsetting. And also all the hormones you have to take and et cetera, et cetera. So did you, because I actually paid for mine, which Mm -hmm. was incredibly expensive. Did you manage to get yours on the NHS? Because it's a lottery Mm -hmm. if you do or don't.
3: Yeah, no, I paid for mine as well. You paid, Yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, you just want that baby, don't you? At mm. the end of the it was hard experience, but amazing at the same time because mm. you, you know, I, I was lucky enough to get pregnant first time, mm. and I had my little girl. So yeah, mm.
1: but it really takes it, it out of your body, doesn't it? I mean, it I does. remember being destroyed yeah. after it. Actually, incredibly overweight, full of steroids and hormones, and. Do you remember, Sarah? I was really...
0: No, no, you had a really tough time. Yeah. Yeah, you had a really, really tough time.
3: It was really unpleasant. It's hard. And I think mentally more than physically for me. Yes. uh, Mm. You know, the waiting game, everything. You know, am I going to have this baby afterwards? It's waiting Mm. for everything, Mm. isn't it? So I actually admire you going through it five times mm, uh, because mm. when I did my one time and obviously I got pregnant I actually said I don't know how many times I'll be able to go through this mm, uh, mm. because he was quite draining mentally for me
1: mm. and was yeah. your husband nice during the process because
3: he was
1: good good Because sometimes that can put a huge strain on everything. He
3: was. And, you know, it was hard for him as well because he wanted to have a child as well and Mm. he didn't know where we stand Mm. with that. And he was. He was very supportive. And he said to me, and, you know, if it doesn't happen, you just have a different life, aren't we? Mm. Which is fine, you know? You just get on with it and... But I always wanted to have a child. And I th- when we got with James, he was always sort of wanted to have a family as well. So mm. we had years of trying not to have family because we had a career uh, and we were dancing. Well, I was going to say
0: this is the irony for so many women is course, they spend yes. most of their 20s trying to avoid yes. getting pregnant. Of
3: course, and yes. And then when they actually do
0: want to, it's very difficult. And of mm. course, but that's the thing is because if you want any sort of a career, you really can't have a child. Mm. Well, you basically either have it before when you're 17 and then you get it out (laughs) of the way or you have to wait until afterwards. Yeah, um,
3: most of my friends are actually on the other side. Their kids are mm, driving now and they've got yeah. like a new lease of life and got tra- mm. traveling around where I'm sitting with a two and a half year old at home mm, driving mm, me crazy. Mm,
2: mm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> which is lovely, obviously.
1: <laughs> well, at least you're fit so you can actually bend down and pick up the toys. The idea well, of being 42 and bending.
3: Oh, God. <laughs> well, I'm going to be 40 that... next week. You see, <laughs> oh, I'm not that congratulations. far. Congratulations. Congratulations. Well, thank <laughs> you. And I still want another one, so I yes. better hurry up. Well, you can have
1: another one, by the way, because I managed. So, my second child, who is Sarah's godson, who's 13, is 13 tomorrow. Happy birthday, uh, Jobs. Yeah. He wasn't IVF. Yeah. So, he was a surprise.
0: And he's much
3: naughtier than yeah, the first one. Is, yes. Oh, really? Oh, no.
0: <laughs> much naughtier, yes. Yes. So, they obviously screened out the naughty bits for your you first think? one. Yes, yes. Maybe they did that thing
1: with picking out <laughs> the naughty bits. Do you think? Do you think? And just created the very naughty one. But, no,
0: I do think it's not not surprising that women are having children later and later because I think also it's very hard to find a bloke who wants to settle down and have Mm. children. (laughs) Because lots of men now, they just assume that they don't have to. They don't want to have children young. It's very hard to find a man who is... I think, who wants to do that. But they're, it, is. They're quite few but it, but it is that
1: terrible sort of feminist dichotomy is whether you can have it all, whether you can be a mother and have your career at the mm. same time. And I think it's a very difficult... Mm. Thing and and, and you know difficult. we are trying to have babies a bit too
0: late. I mm. do think we are.
3: Well, uh, unfortunately, yeah. but the um
0: the female body clock hasn't caught up with feminism. I mean, Except that's not. the problem. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> you know
3: we moved on and we evolved and we are mm. very different nowadays than mm. forty years ago. But unfortunately, mm. like you said, our body clock is the same, and mm. we mustn't forget that if you want to have a baby, you need to think about it.
0: Right. Yes, I mean, there's always egg freezing, although I don't quite know whether that works. But I mean, basically, unless you, uh, your fertility falls off a cliff at the age of thirty-five, yes. really, whether regardless <laughs> of whether you're healthy or not, yes. or whatever, yes. it doesn't really matter. And were know. you
1: diagnosed no, a, as a crone mother, Ola? Because that's what I had on my, on my thing, geriatric mother, geriatric mother, geriatric mother, mother.
3: Geriatric mother Yeah. Yes. That's it. Yes. You're a geriatric mother. Yeah, when I went to yep. my midwife, she actually said, No, you're not old. I've got forty five year olds coming in mm, from the yeah. door, so mm, you know, she made me feel nice, but <laughs> mm. yeah.
1: Technically you're a geriatric mother mm. at thirty seven. Technically, yes. 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 Which basically mm-hmm. means your pregnancy is much more high risk than it would mm. be if you were twenty seven,
0: say, for example. That's and right. were there any problems with your pregnancy, Ola, or, like, or was it? No, disease? I had really
3: smooth pregnancy, yeah. actually everything was perfect, yeah. yeah. So I, I also wonder lucky. whether it's
0: actually hard. Harder to have the baby when you're older. What? Walking around, no, not just it. getting it out. <laughs> I don't know, for some reason, I, you know. I That's a
1: visual is. I don't want to see now.
0: I
3: think it probably is I think is a it bit is, harder. you know. I think when you're younger, the things move differently and then snap yes. back mm. differently. You yes. know, when you're older, things yeah. don't stretch as, as well.
0: Yeah, but mm. it's because it's quite hard getting the thing in, but it's also jolly hard getting it out. <laughs>
1: yes, getting it out.
0: Particularly, You don't tend to think
1: about particularly that. Particularly if it's when... 10 pounds, like my son was. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh dear!
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. Yes,
0: and they've got to come out. That's the other thing. They can't, you can't just change your mind. It's, you know, sooner or later. No, that's
3: it. Yeah, it has um, to come out somehow.
0: So well, I hope you have another one. That would be very nice. I yeah, think I would love you're...
3: to. I would love to have another one. Yeah.
0: Yes. So are yeah, you trying? I hope I'm not
3: too old. Not no, you're trying. not too old. Well, I'm not trying. If it happens naturally, that mm. happens. But if mm. it doesn't, then I'm going to have to go through another. IVF, Mm. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I would love another one. I would love a sibling for Ella as well. Yeah, Mm. yeah.
1: famously, famous when you stop trying, that's when you actually do get pregnant.
3: It is is that, uh, yeah.
1: But it is a terrible lottery, though, Mm. isn't it? As to whether you can get IVF on the NHS, it's very dependent on your postcode. Mm. Some authorities offer one round, some offer two, yeah. and some offer none,
0: Yeah,
1: and it depends where yeah. you are as to how much access to fertility yeah. treatment you have, which I think really should probably be sorted out at some point.
0: Well, there's a lot of pressure yeah. on the old... I know tests, there is, there. I know
1: there is, but infertility causes misery, mm. and a lot of people don't really are that um, empathetic towards it. No,
0: they're not, because they yes. say, it's your fault for not trying to have a child sooner. Yes. You stupid, yes. selfish woman. yes. <laughs> your stupid selfish career how dare you <laughs> yes. um, and
1: your true. stupid selfish life I, absolutely you always get blamed absolutely
0: true Yeah, yeah. women always get blamed mm. anyway well thank you Ola it was great to talk to you um, thank you so good much good luck thank you good luck with thank number two thank you very much come back and talk to yeah. us yes. if you do have another one yes but yeah thank I'm going to go
3: home and practice thank you very N-do. much do.
0: <laughs> 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 that was star of Strictly Come Dancing Ola Jordan If you enjoy listening to The Half Hour, why not visit mailplus.co.uk slash subscribe to get access to all our podcast videos, opinion pieces and more. And if you would like to get in touch, tweet us at MailPlus, me at WestminsterWag or Imogen at ImogenEJ. You have been listening to The Female Half Hour with me, Sarah Vine. Uh, Thank you for listening. Oh, Sarah Vine and Imogen Edwards-Jones, I should say. (laughs) Sorry, very rude of me. Thank you for listening.